This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Unfortunately, this is the volatile part, a little thing called the, oh, global pandemic came rolling in in my first year of entrepreneurship. And that contract was unfortunately canceled after about a half a year of working together. This was a huge blow to our family's income, my little company's overall revenue, and honestly, my mental health. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we are going to do two things. First, I'll be discussing my transition to entrepreneurship and if it's been worth it or not. And second, we're going to hear from Leslie and Mike Hermanson from Louisville, Kentucky, about why they chose a mortgage-free life in their 30s. All right, let's jump into today's show. In January 2020, I decided to make the leap to a life as a digital entrepreneur. I had been working in corporate event marketing for 15 years and decided it was time for something new. My zest for my career had completely faded and I had found a new passion that I was very excited about. For the previous four years, I was slowly growing a business in my spare time outside of work. It started out as a hobby, turned into a side hustle, and by the time I made the leap, this was now my full-time gig. If you're wondering what it is, it's what you're listening to right now. (laughs) Now, I use the words full-time gig sparingly because I'm not really working full-time anymore. With my wife moving back to her career full-time and away from her stay-at-home mom duties, I've jumped in with a lot of the household kid duties as well. You know, shuttling the kids to and from school each day and packing their lunches, helping with homework, soccer dadding. You know, that's a new word I'm going to say, soccer dadding. <laughs> you know, all that type of stuff. So lately, I'm kind of a, call it like half-time entrepreneur and half-time stay-at-home dad. Of course, the pandemic threw all those roles right out the window for an extended period of time, but things are, are getting back to normal now. It's nice. But I do look back at what I used to do and the salary and the benefits that I used to have, and I wonder... Did I make a mistake? Did the glory of going out on my own and doing my own thing get me so excited that I didn't think long-term enough? Was this change a smart move for me and my family? Well, I think we should hash it out right now. (laughs) Let's do some pros and cons of this entrepreneur life and maybe compare it against being an employee. What do you say? Sounds good. Con number one making a lot less money. During my career, I was able to grow my salary immensely. My last role had a salary of around $180,000. All I had to do was sell stuff and make clients happy. Was it hard? At times it was difficult, but mostly it was something that I was skilled at and therefore I should have been happy 
but I wasn't. I really didn't enjoy what I did, especially the last four or five years. Today, I pay myself a salary of around $36,000 to run my business as its sole employee. If I perform well and I sell stuff and I make clients happy, I'll consider giving myself a raise. (laughs) But for now, I'm in growth mode. And therefore, I need to keep investing more time, more money, and more resources into the business. I hope to make more in the future, but that is what it is. With my wife working as well, we have around $6,000 take home each month. And the way we've set up our finances, that's plenty for us to live on right now. Let's bounce over to the pro side. Pro number one, time freedom. The counterpoint to making a lot less money is that I've earned so much more time back in my life. Right now, I'm working between 10.30 to 3.30 each day. After the kids are off to school, I exercise every single day. I have never felt so healthy in my entire life. When I want to take a vacation, there's only one person I have to ask. Me! Well, I guess I have to ask Nicole, too. (laughs) But anyway, yes, I still have to get my work done, but I'm in control of that work. I'm in control of what I want to do with my time, and I love that. When I was side hustling this small business of mine, working in the evenings and weekends, it was kind of a must. Now, that's a rarity. I've prioritized more of my time towards my family as a soccer coach, a PTO treasurer, which is interesting as of late, and a dad who's there. Life is good right now. I have never been happier, and I'm happy to say that. Con number two, complacency isn't an option. There were times in my career when I was working hard, driving sales, leading teams, and making my employer proud and rich at times. (laughs) And there were other times when I wasn't as much of a go-getter and I wasn't breaking or exceeding my goals. The awesome thing about being an employee is that I still got paid the same amount of money either way. (laughs) That is definitely not the case with entrepreneurship. If I'm not hustling during my 20 to 25 hour work week, then I'm not making money. And even though Nicole and I prepared well for this entrepreneurial leap, we still need to make money to live. So if daddy isn't earning, we're hurting. (laughs) And I'm so thankful that Nicole got a great job with excellent benefits. That has taken a lot of the pressure off. We're a good team together. That's what we've been able to do during our now 11-year marriage. In short, without her and my drive during my work week to see my business grow, we wouldn't be doing so hot. So complacency is not an option when it comes to entrepreneurship. Pro number two, I love what I do. For the longest time, I did not like my job. It was a fine industry with fine people, but I was so done with it. I fell into it out of college based on an internship opportunity that I got from my dad. Thanks, dad. As you guys heard from him a couple weeks ago. The internship and the subsequent jobs after that were a lot of fun because I traveled a lot and I met a lot of younger people like me that I was able to hang out with. As time went on, I had a family. I realized it wasn't the best career for me, 
But at that point, I really needed the money. I was a dad. I was a husband. I needed to provide. For the next 10 years, I grew my career, my position, and my salary the best I could. I worked hard. And it worked. We became millionaires in our 30s. We paid off our mortgage early. And now we're in the position to coast into retirement based on our savings that we've got thus far. And I'm thankful for all that. I'm thankful for the benefits, for the salary, for the positions, the opportunity within the industry that I had, the position. I'm very, very grateful for it. But... I was done with my job. I was done with my industry and I was done with the emotional grind of what became of my career. Today, I absolutely love what I do. I get to help people win with money and that's fun to me. Every other week, I interview really, really interesting and intelligent people that help me to grow. I can't tell you how much I've learned from doing this podcast. Definitely more than I learned in my MBA program that was in night school for like almost six years. (laughs) So I may make $140,000 less per year. Wow, that's really difficult to say. (laughs) But honestly, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love my new job. Con number three, entrepreneurship can be volatile. When I decided to make the leap from my nine to five job, I did it with a few parachutes packed away in my bag. The first one was $100,000 in savings in cash. The second one was no mortgage. And the third one was a sizable contract from a new client. The savings, the $100,000 of savings, That made me feel comfortable knowing that we could always dip into it if we needed. And paying off the mortgage early gave me confidence in knowing that we'll never lose our house. The client contract helped Nicole and I know that our income would be solid. Even though it was a lot less than I was making from my full-time job, it was still an excellent starting contract that definitely supplemented and sort of bridged me to a position of feeling comfortable. Unfortunately, this is the volatile part, a little thing called the oh global pandemic came rolling in in my first year of entrepreneurship. And that contract was unfortunately canceled after about a half a year of working together. This was a huge blow to our family's income, my little company's overall revenue, and honestly, my mental health. It was a tough one to come back from. There were sleepless nights and even some tears. I was feeling really, really low for a period of time there. But after some time, some advice from family and friends, I realized that this experience was a blessing. I'm no scientist, but I believe global pandemics are pretty rare. (laughs) So if I can make it through this one in my first year as an entrepreneur, then I think I've got a good chance of succeeding. Since then, I've diversified my clients, I've opened up new income streams, and my small business future is looking bright. Pro number three, the sky is the limit. I do think about the great salary I used to make, and I get a little jealous of employee Andy. After my jealousy subsides, I get motivated and I think, can't I eventually make more than employee Andy? Learning from and interviewing many of my digital entrepreneur superheroes, I not only think it's possible, I think it's inevitable. I have the drive, I have the will, and my heart is in this. 
here are some of the heroes that I interviewed on this show who inspired me along the way. Crystal Lee Beck, she makes over $100,000 per year as a writer and an agency leader working from home, working only 20 hours per week. Kellen and Brittany Klein, they make over $250,000 per year as bloggers and they work together as a couple on their small business. And then recently I had a chance to chat with Tiffany Aliche, who started off unemployed and broke and now runs a $10 million digital business. So I've had a chance to interview these folks and many more who've inspired me to grow and win for my family. And those interviews are just so, so inspiring. The cool thing is that they love what they do. They're helping people and they're getting paid well to do it. That's what I'm striving for. But even if I don't make another dime, I'm happy. I'm honestly happy. I love what I do and I'm making enough money for our family to enjoy our lives to the fullest. Without a mortgage, our take-home pay of around 72000 bucks is plenty for us to live a full and happy life. So anything on top of that is just gravy. And gravy does taste really good, so <laughs> I'm going to go for that gravy. Where's the ladle? <laughs> Those are my top three pros and my top three cons of being an employee versus being an entrepreneur. Looking back over the past 18 months, I would love to hear what you think about this entrepreneur versus employee debate. What do you think is better for you? What do you think is better for your family? I'd love to hear from you. Please let me know on social at Andy Hill MKM. I would love to learn from you as well. Thanks. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. 
Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into the show. How would you like to own your home outright? What would it feel like to never make a mortgage payment ever again? On our mortgage-free segment today, we're going to interview Mike and Leslie Hermanson from Louisville, Kentucky. They recently paid off their mortgage, and they accomplished this feat not in their 60s, but in their 30s. We're going to find out how they did it and why they chose a mortgage-free life to begin with. Welcome to the show, Mike and Leslie. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, I like to start off these shows with the mortgage-free three. So this is just some quick, fast information so people can understand what you've done with this mortgage payoff process. So let's start with the first one here. What was your starting mortgage principal balance? It was 165. She actually bought the house before we got married, so she knows the answer better than I do. 165. There you go. 165. Awesome. Okay. And then how long did it take you to pay off 165? From start to finish, it was eight years. Eight years to the day, actually. That is incredible. Awesome. Okay, and then what is the home value today? Because I know things have changed a lot in eight years. We don't know for sure, but it's definitely above two. I recently checked Zillow and it said like 225, but the housing market's crazy right now, so who really knows? Yeah. So you own $225,000 at a minimum outright. Yes. Yes. That is incredible. Okay, very cool. Let's talk about your motivation for wanting to do this wacky thing that a lot of people say, why would you do that? So let's talk about that. Why did you want to be mortgage-free? It's probably more of my motivation than Leslie's probably, but I just hate having monthly bills, really. It's like basically, you know, if you can reduce the amount you have to spend every month, you don't have to make that much every month. So it kind of just relieves a lot of pressure, but also just kind of sets you up for different fun things that you can do, different financial goals. And if, you know, they don't work out, it's not like you're going to worry about losing your house. So that takes a lot of stress off the table. Let's talk about some of that motivation at the beginning. So it sounds like Leslie, Mike was interested in this. What did you think of the whole idea when he said, hey, let's pay off our mortgage early? Mike and I grew up very differently with money and like how to spend it. So it was- Or not spend it. Or not (laughs) not spend it. But just there were- we're complete opposites in like every way. So I thought it was a bit crazy, but I was just like, sure. If we, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's see what we can do. And I just kind of trusted him through that process. Interesting. Well, yeah, given the opposites, which I also have in my marriage, just to let you know, were there any times during this eight years where you're like, I don't think we can keep doing this. This is a little bit too much, Mike. I don't think so. Honestly, like, well, at the very beginning, I had debt when we got married. I had student loans and we actually paid those off within the first year. Eight to 10 months, I think it was. Because of what, like Mike, what he'd been able to save and like he would just like paid it off. And I was like, well, maybe we can do this. So I never, there was never any point where we felt 
that was our only debt besides our mortgage. We never were strapped for money. We just always put whatever extra we had left over at the end of the month. We just always put towards our mortgage. So it wasn't like we, we made huge sacrifices, but yeah, at the beginning, it definitely was just like a little bit every month. And then that just kept growing and growing as we paid off debt and then had our monthly expenses. So we kind of did it in a gradual way and then balls to the wall at the end. Yeah. The last year we went kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that process. Cause a lot of people are like, well, how do you pay off a mortgage in eight years? So let's talk about that. What steps did you take to pay off the mortgage early? Well, I think you have to back up actually a little bit to like pre-college or kind of just saving, trying to get out of, not that college is ever for everybody, but I was able to get out of college without any debt. My parents helped. They paid for half my school and I had to pay for the other half either through scholarships or whatever. But I basically like didn't use student loans to go on vacation on spring break. Or you know, if I was home during a break from school, I was working and I pretty much saved everything I possibly could. And I barely made it out without any debt. I think I graduated with like $400 to my name. So made it out and then just never had a car payment, just paid with cash with everything. And as far as paying off the house quickly, I think the big thing was just kind of like going through our monthly expenses and be like, do we really need this? Like, what, what is this really for? Yeah. Is our life going to be drastically different without it? You know, certain things we kept, certain things were just like, that was a, on the chopping block. So we're both nurses. So we had decent income, but I'd also started a few small businesses kind of working for myself a little bit and kind of supplemented income. And yeah, that yeah, pretty much we, we took vacations, like we had fun with our money, but we didn't do anything elaborate, just kind of did things on a budget, Airbnbs that were nice, but cheap or did some camping, things like that. So you found a way to, I guess, make this your lifestyle and enjoy what you have. And it seems like from the tone I'm hearing from you guys, it doesn't seem like you're clamoring for a lot more. You don't feel like you're lacking in a lot. And with that access, you've been able to do something wild like this and pay off your mortgage. Do I have that right? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I would say like we we cut we cut big monthly expenses. One thing that we did was get solar panels on our house, which So I had I had a house when we got married and we sold it after I tried renting it out for a year. It didn't really work out, but so we had a bunch of equity and we put some of that equity into putting solar panels on our house. Excellent. Well, that's super interesting. How has that worked out for you? Obviously it's a big investment to do in the first place, but then down the road, it seems to pay off. Is that right for you guys? I think we've at least broken even by this point. So it's been about five years. No, we got them on 2000, end of 2014. So end of this year, it'll be seven years. It probably hasn't quite paid for itself yet, but it's getting there. But considering how much we've saved and, being able to put it towards the mortgage, maybe that interest that we saved has even, even things out or maybe put us a little bit ahead. So, yeah. Prior to kids, it was paying for all our electricity. And now we, we use we use quite a bit more now. <laughs> the kids have challenged that. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Very cool. So a combination of living a lifestyle you guys appreciate, looking at areas in your budget to kind of decrease expenses a little bit. And then Mike, you said some small businesses on top of what you've done with both of your salaries. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So yeah. I started, a, I used to race triathlon professionally. So I started a triathlon coaching business through that kind of Got into race directing a little bit this last year, which was a great year to start race directing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started doing stuff with bourbon barrels about a year ago and upcycled them into different things for the home, garden, and patio. And that has exploded in the last year. Started another LLC. We basically, the house we just paid for, we transferred it to a business. 
and we're going to eventually move out and turn it into a rental property. And then, yeah, just kind of focus more on my own business. When somebody hears somebody pay off a, you know, $165,000 house over an eight year period of time, they're definitely interested. Like how much money do you have to make to do that? Do you guys have a general income range you could share that you've been in over that time frame? It's gone up a little bit every year, but I would say the lowest it probably was 100,000 maybe. And then this last year was our best year. I think we did about 135 to 140. That's incredible. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, taking a portion of your income and throwing it at the mortgage each month can make this happen in a lot less than 30 years, a lot less than 15 years. It can happen in eight. So very cool. Did you guys do any celebrations or anything like that? I saw, I saw an awesome <laughs> picture. I know that. Tell us about the celebration. Well, I've been trying to get Mike to get let us take a trip. We're gonna go somewhere. Back. We're gonna go somewhere eventually. The problem is he's so busy with his barrel business, like it's hard for him to take off right now. We also have two kids as opposed to one. One is really one is a baby. Yeah. So we haven't planned anything yet, but we definitely will in the very near future. I also have that a race that I'm putting on in Frankfurt this weekend, so I need needed to get that behind us. And then after that, I think we would actually be able to like do a weekend trip somewhere or something like that. Nothing crazy. That's cool. Very cool. And then you guys are going to have a little extra money now, now that the mortgage is gone. What happens with that extra money? Do you keep this as your lifestyle and put it towards something else? Or do you distribute it amongst different things? What are you going to do with the money? Well, right now we are bursting at the seams in this house. Mike has no workshop or anything. He literally works in our backyard in the garage or tiny one car garage. So we really need more space. We're going to save as much as we can for a really big down payment. We're going to get another mortgage, basically. There you go. <laughs> but we will pay it off very quickly. That's incredible. Hey, well, you know what? With rates as low as they are right now, I completely understand that. I And I'm sure Mike's going to want to get that mortgage-free feeling again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a good feeling. Right now, we're just doing some, nothing's like terribly wrong with our house, but just doing some like updating and renovations to get it ready for like a, a renter. So and, yeah, we'll keep this house. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're going to keep it. You're not going to sell it. So then you'd keep that as your first rental. Okay. So the idea is to eventually, you know, once we get you know, house number two paid off to buy another property as a long-term rental or move out if we want to move, rent that one out and basically just keep doing that process over and over again until we get about five or six properties by the time we retire. And that can be our income. Also have like, you know, retirement savings in the mix too, but that's kind of the long-term goal. I love that plan. That's fantastic. Very cool. Well, well, cheers to you guys for this wealth building plan. And, you know, I always like to think of the person out there because I get a lot of them on YouTube when I talk about paying off your mortgage and they think it's nuts. A lot of people think this is a waste of money. You know, you could make a lot more in the stock market. What would you say to that person? I've had a lot of friends tell me that, actually. <laughs> you can also lose a lot of money in the stock market, right? But the house isn't going anywhere. It's a physical piece of property that you own. And it's not some... I don't really understand the stock market, really. I just put money in and hope it goes up. But <laughs> so, the fact, you know, if something crazy were to happen, you don't have to worry about losing your house. If you don't have a house that causes a lot of problems. So it's just kind of a, a security blanket. If you want to call it that real estate is always going up. It fluctuates obviously like the stock market, but it's always going up and people always need a place to live. So if you can turn it into passive income, I think in the end, it ends up being more beneficial than having money in the stock market. It's, 
you know, personal preference, I guess, to each their own, but that's what I would say. Absolutely. Well, I completely agree with you. And the way you guys are doing it too, you are building assets that are going to pay you money in the future with these rental properties. So not only is it a great peace of mind feeling not having a mortgage, but it's also turning into an income stream for you guys. So kudos to you on this plan. This is fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Let's talk to the person who's listening. They're like, hey, I want to be mortgage free in the future. What is one small step that they could take following this interview? I would say look at your monthly expenses because a lot of people have a lot of auto pay things that just kind of happen and they don't even know that they're being paid for. (laughs) (laughs) So I have very few things on auto pay. And the reason is because I don't want things on auto pay because they can jack up your rates without telling you they can, you just forget about it sometimes. So I probably have like three things on auto pay and that's about it. Everything else I go in and do manually, which isn't really, hardly anything really it's based on our water bill and our electric bill yeah so yeah. yeah i mean it's amazing how much money you can save when you don't have you know all these monthly subscriptions because a lot of people don't even realize what they have what they are paying for every month absolutely well that's incredible if people want to connect with you guys ask you any questions i know you guys are on instagram but then mike i know you have a business do you serve people outside of the louisville kentucky area and if not maybe somebody from louisville is listening <laughs> Well, people do drive. I've had people drive from as far as six hours away. Wow. Okay. Well, tell us where they can go to check out these bourbon barrels and what's the website. So the website is just homeandgardenbarrels.com. Facebook also just a business page on there. It's home and garden barrels. So yeah, I can ship stuff, but generally people see the price to ship a barrel. It's a turnoff because it's heavy and big. So it's always is actually more expensive than the product itself pretty much. So I'll put that information in the show notes. And you know what? If you guys haven't visited Louisville, Kentucky, it is a fantastic city to go visit. It's very youthful and fun. There's lots of great restaurants. It's just a cool place to be. So if you're in town, maybe look up Mike, get one of these awesome barrels while you're here. So thank you guys very much for today. This was fantastic. I think we covered a lot of ground and a lot of people learned things. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. A deep dive into my life as an entrepreneur and a huge congratulations to Leslie and Mike on their big family mortgage-free win. I guess if I had to tie these two segments into a bow, I'd say if you're passionate about something that not a lot of people do, know that the road's going to be tough. There will be naysayers, there will be challenges, but in the end... You'll be celebrating your victory with the ones that matter most. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our MKM Community Newsletter. This is a bi-weekly email that shares our latest content, meetups, and any other good news happening in our community. For joining the newsletter, I'll share with you the 10 steps we took to pay off our mortgage early, just like Leslie and Mike. So if you want that resource, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash free gift. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash free gift and join in on the fun this summer. Thanks for considering it. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Napoleon Hill. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. 
Best of luck with your big goals, everybody. Carpe diem. 